0: Jamie, I'm just here for the truth. No matter how strange or bizarre it is. What the hell was that? You just said. Uh, Just start from the beginning, okay? Before the screaming. Got it. A cabin in the woods.
1: A ritual that summons some kind of monster which conveniently disappeared. Oh, and a chainsaw. I mean, come on, it's been done.
0: Joining us on Moving Radio today is a couple of people who are involved with a film that is going to be featured at Northwest Fear Fest. You can see How to Kill Monsters on Friday, October 20th at 7 p.m. at the Metro Cinema. And uh, representing that film, we have Seward Spark, the writer, director and editor of the film, as well as Lindsey Crane, who is the star as jamie lancaster uh stewart and Lindsay, welcome to moving radio thank you so much for having us it's a pleasure to be here thank you hey we really appreciate you taking your time and we're excited to see this film as part of northwest fear fest uh as well on the 20th you know maybe some people out there have seen which i guess is the this is kind of a pseudo sequel in some ways to another film but before we kind of get into that Uh, Let's just let the audience who is completely uninitiated and is like, I'm not sure I've heard of this at all, exactly what it's about. Uh, Stuart, what I love about your work is that you are no stranger to practical effects, which is great, and also uh, buckets and buckets of liquid secretions, which I also enjoy, too. Um, I'm assuming Lindsay has to be a fan if she's going to hang out with you uh, on so many different (laughs) levels. Tell us a little (laughs) bit about the plot of How to Kill Monsters.
1: I would call it a spiritual sequel to Book of Monsters, our previous film. So you don't have to have seen that movie. It's just tone and style, very similar, but none of the same characters or anything like that. We uh, we very much do, as you say, practical effects driven throwback horror movies. So How to Call Monsters is about a, um, a young girl who survives a horrible massacre at a cabin in the woods. Uh, you know, a, a story we've kind of heard before. But then she's arrested by the local police, thrown in jail with a group of crazy characters. And wouldn't you know it, the monsters start invading the police station. So the story is really about Lindsay's character, Jamie, having to kind of convince everyone that there is a threat out there, and she has to kind of team up with the local cops who are all quite misfits. Some of the other criminals who were in the jail at the time to fight back, essentially an invasion of... Practical effects, Lovecraftian monsters from another dimension, lots of blood and guts. It's just, overall the idea was let's just make a really fun movie that we want to see and just have fun doing it. So hopefully people will will get that vibe watching it as well.
0: Well, you've given a great, like really kind of like quick summary about it, which I love. It's that kind of gives people at least a little taste uh, as we kind of dig a little deeper. Lindsay, maybe tell us a little bit about Jamie herself how you connect to this. And I love the fact that that not only you kind of final girl, I guess, uh, whatever that term really means, to be honest, it's morphed into so many different things, but you are also a uh, part action hero in this too. Tell us about this character of Jamie Lancaster and, and uh, how she's evolved.
2: Yeah, so you kind of meet her at the end, also the end of a horror movie. So, yeah, she's at the cabin of the woods and just surrounded by just a complete massacre so when the police arrive obviously they, they don't believe her story she gets arrested so she's obviously not in a good place she's trying to throughout the film just trying to convince people you know that there is monsters that are about to attack but obviously no one believes her so she was a lot of fun to to play because you know she's kind of got this whole backstory of what's happened and as the film goes on you find out about her journey and what she's been through and you know how she survived and and you know, how she wants to continue helping and, you know, make everyone aware about what's, what's about to come. Because uh, everything, just all hell breaks loose when, when the monsters come to the police station. So, and yeah, you know, it was cool to be back with using the chainsaw again, because in Book of Monsters, my character um, Sophie used her chainsaw and obviously the chainsaw's back. Um, So that was a lot of fun to to fight against the monsters with the chainsaw. And the there's a lot more monsters in this film to the previous film. So again, it was a lot of fun to, it's always great when you, you're in front of practical effects, just because it aids your performance as well. Um, so you're not just fighting against, you know, a rubber ball. So, you know, pretend that this is here. Um, So, yeah, she was, she was, yeah, probably one of the best characters I've played, um, just in terms of her journey. And, you know, I, I don't want to say any spoilers for the film, just because of how the film lays out, but. Yeah, she was she was great fun to play and a lot of action was involved. A hell of a lot of blood <laughs> was involved as well. So, <laughs> Yeah, and
0: you know, uh, I, I'm glad that you're like, because I try to stay away from kind of any spoilers about the film as well, too, so that, you know, we want the audience to go in there as, as fresh as possible. But I think you've given them uh, a really good idea of what the spirit of it is for sure. So. Lindsay, is there any point where you kind of look at these scripts Stuart gives you and and because, you know, you're at the the focus of this that you're like, OK, well, that sounds like fun. But is there ever a point where you're like, Stuart, like, I, I don't know that we need to do this like it does because I can't see that it is exactly like, you know, Bruce Campbell and, and Sam Raimi where he's literally trying to torture. Bruce at that point in time but it does feel like you kind of get put through the ringer a bit
2: yeah all the time all the time i come up to my am thinking what is this what <laughs> have you done with this script but no i think I, it's an absolute joy reading the scripts that she and paul um, write, and i feel very lucky to be given the opportunity to bring these characters to life uh, but yeah there is a lot of gore in this film and it, a lot of blood gets fired at jamie So, and there's a lot of, as again, I don't want to say any spoilers, but there's certain interactions with certain monsters that Jamie has um, that, yeah, it just, there's always more blood, you know, there's always, you always think this, this is going to be the most blood that gets poured over me, but it never is. There's always more, (laughs) there's always more guts to be thrown at you. And there's always more disgusting monsters as well. So, yeah, so I'm never, I don't think I'll ever be at a point where I'm like, okay, this is the furthest that will go. (laughs) like it'll always be pushed but it's always a lot of fun and you know we have a great time on set so it's always funny when i, I see the script and i'm like okay okay, okay. <laughs> we're going there this is what's happening yeah
1: and that's a, that's something that we all the actors that we work with on these films is we're very upfront about we're like look you are going to be soaking wet covered in blood slime Bits of flesh, all this stuff. Like, if you're not 100% on board with this now, like, back out now, like, tell us. Um, but luckily, you know, we've cultivated a little community of actors and crew over the years and, and Dark Rift Horror, which is our production company. We're just like a family. Yeah. Uh, we bring back the same people. You know, if we enjoy working with people, we'll continue to work with them. And I think, yeah, Lindsay and unfortunately for her has been at the forefront of the gore quantity. Throughout our filmmaking career so far. So, we've got to top it next time now. I've got to think of a way that we can cover her in even more blood and guts. Should be fun.
0: Yeah, Lindsay looks super stoked about that. Uh the <laughs> film we're talking about is how to kill monsters. Uh and our guests today are Stuart Spark, the writer, director, direct, and editor, and Lindsay Crane as well, uh, who stars in the film. We are going to be able to see it at Northwest Fear Fest here in Edmonton, Alberta on Friday, October 20th at 7 p.m. What a fantastic plot. That's a perfect time for this kind of film on a Friday night in October. You can get your tickets at Northwestfest.ca or the Uh, Either way, you want to be there at 7 p.m. on Friday, October 20th. So, you know, one of the things that you've referred to and you've said in several interviews, too, is this kind of idea that, uh, you know, your films sometimes end up being love letters to the 80s and 90s kind of horror movies, and you don't shy away from those tropes. Is there any time where you kind of feel like, I love the fact that I- I'm almost kind of like creating a puzzle that i'm rearranging myself that is from all the films that i've seen but i'm kind of mixing them up and cutting and pasting putting things in and filling in those gaps on your own uh do you really embrace the fact that you're like i want to be that kind of tribute artist almost in some ways but yet create my own path or do you feel like you're like it's uh it's really just about like this is the world i love and i'm just trying to embrace it yeah
1: it's a bit of both really with with honoring the past but also creating something new out of it because you don't want to do just a complete rehash of films that I love because I'm literally then just making fan films and I'm sure you could accuse me of just making fan films but I think everyone who watches the films and a lot of the response we've had is it's just like oh you share my love of this stuff I recognize like an essence of gremlins here or a touch of tremors there's a bit of Jurassic Park here and things and I think it's just a celebration for, for me and Paul Butler, who I write all our all the films together with, is when we're coming up with this stuff, we're just like, we'll be writing our story, but we'll go, oh, do you remember that really cool scene in Evil Dead 2 where this happens? We should have something like that, a little nod to that. And a big part of it as well is because horror fans know horror so well, especially the diehard fans who... They live and breathe the 80s 90s horror they know all the references they know all the little lines that you're putting in there the visual aesthetics so what we've tried to do with how to kill monsters more than anything is really kind of twist those things and and horror again is beautiful for the tropes it's so thick with character tropes and cliches and it's like okay well how do we twist those in our favor to make it unexpected and fun for the audience because horror especially is a genre where it's the closest genre in film to like being a sports fan because sports fans sit on their couch shouting at the team telling them if they're doing things wrong or right and horror is the only other genre in film that you can do that you don't do that in a romantic comedy but horror you're like don't go down there do this and if we can take what you recognise and shift it slightly and have fun so you're like okay I'm in on the joke if the audience is in with us then I think we've succeeded and I think How to Kill Monsters is the type of film that is a real treat for horror fans and again fans who uh, people who aren't that big fans of horror I mean I you know people like my parents I get they can enjoy it too and they're not into this kind of stuff at all so I think that's it's finding that sweet spot is is the real thing but more than anything it's Are we having fun making this right now? Is this entertaining? That is what we're always concerned about. And and that's something that we continue through onto set as well with the cast and crew. It's like, is this fun? Yes. Good. If it's not, what can we change to make this even more entertaining?
0: You know, it, I think it's fine when when cinema or whatever is referential. I mean, it happens in all kinds of different art forms. Right. And I guess in some ways, I think what I love about horror films a lot of times is that directors end up doing that to almost kind of like it's a gift to the audience. In some ways, it's like we all like this. This is why I'm here. This is why I created it in the first place. I'm like, we all come from the same place. We've seen these things. Here's a little hint of that. If you're in the club, then you get it. And if you yeah. don't, you're probably still going to have fun anyway. So it always kind of look. I look at it as like when people talk about it being referential or, you know, uh, even referencing things like practical effects they are always like, OK, you're going to have all these names come up that refer to you. But I never think that's a bad thing. Right. Because, uh, I mean, a film like this, How to Kill Monsters is original unto itself, even though it has touchstones to other films it's really
1: about celebrating what has come come before whilst coming with something that's original. And I think as long as you're doing it in a way that is honoring the past and not just copying it outright, copying it because, and and there's a lot of sub genres of horror that, you know, so much has already been done. You, you are inevitably going to tread in the footsteps of people who've come before you who have most likely done it way better than you're going to do. So it's like, right. Okay. How do we, tip our hat to those people but while still keeping it fresh and new Um, and I think again it all comes back to us to celebrating the love of the genre and as long as as long as what we're making is always earnest and not kind of cynical I think that is the key thing and that's something that a lot of people have kind of commented on with our films is that they feel earnest you can feel that we do love this stuff and that comes through on set as well with the cast and crew is Everyone involved has to really be into this stuff for it to work or people are going to feel the falseness of it on the screen. And, it, you know, that that can happen on on lower budget horrors where you're just ticking a box. Well, we're making a slasher movie. We have to do this thing. And it's like, no, why are we doing this thing? We're doing it because we absolutely love it. And the audience loves it as well.
0: I also liked when I I started looking at this beyond just seeing the film itself is that. You already kind of referred to Dark Rift, your production company, as being kind of like a, a family. And, and uh, there are also people who, who have been in previous films of yours as well, too. Why is that important for you two to have this idea of kind of it being a, a little community, like community players almost in some ways, as you kind of carry forward to the next project? And and what how that creates a better film to have that sense of almost kind of like family and investment from all the people that work with you at Dark Rift?
1: it's very much about trust um you know when you're working with these people they do become very much like your family you get to know their quirks and eccentricities and how those are strengths to the production and it's building that trust among us all that we all kind of are comfortable in what we're doing because horror can get a bit dark sometimes you can go to dark places especially with actors on set and you're doing some crazy stuff So as long as we're all kind of on the same level with that, I think it's really important. But also, like, it goes to independent filmmaking in general. When you are making, you know, I'm not going to... We're very aware of the level of films we're making. These are low-budget passion projects. Um, A lot of our films, especially this one, was part-funded by Kickstarter. So that was us reaching out directly to the horror fan base and going, hey, would you like to be involved in this? we're very keen to cultivate that community so that Dark Rift is not just the people on the set, it's the it's the viewers at home, it's the people helping contribute to it. And this has gone all the way back to Book of Monsters. We did a kickstart for that film where we actually asked the backers to vote on which monsters were going to be in the movie, which cool deaths were going to be in it as well. And people love that stuff. And I, you know, we just thought, what would I want to do if I'm going to put some money into a movie and support it? I want to have some input. And on how to kill monsters, we've kind of been sharing every week we put up a behind the scenes video from the set we're sharing all the secrets from it without without going into spoiler territory. And people have really appreciated that and I think, you know, we we all lift each other up we're supportive of other independent horror filmmakers the family is slowly extending outwards. Um, and we all you know all of us working at the low budget horror level need to support each other because there is no competition either it's all like you know we are we are stronger together and independent film is just such a, a rich environment for original storytelling it is not a place where you're going to find these kind of hollywood cookie cutter movies this is where the original stuff is and this is festivals like northwest Fearfest. fest uh, they're championing this stuff because you can, even you look at the first wave lineup announcements, it's like everything on there is you read the synopses. You're like excited. They're all really different. And they're not the kind of stuff you see just coming out in the local multiplex. It's really, it's, that's the exciting part of the whole thing.
0: Lindsay, maybe just talk to us a little bit about, I always find that the demands on an actor in roles like this, I think are are probably more intense than a straight ahead drama would be. I know there's a lot of like mental things and there's a lot of preparation with your emotions. But I think just like that, the same thing happens and it gets minimized a lot in the types of films that you're making as well and a film like this. And I think that it takes probably more energy and focus. Talk just a little about, about how demanding these roles are for you. And uh, I'm sure you you eat it up, but you must feel like a bit of a weight is off your shoulders once you're done.
2: Yeah, there is a lot that goes into it. And I think particularly with horror comedy as well. As I think as Stuart said earlier, you can kind of go to those like darker places because you've got the, the comedy to kind of bring it back up. Um, but yeah, I think some days are exhausting on set because you can go from you know, the amount of screaming that you sometimes have to do on set if there's a monster in front of you and then you have to go to the action. But then there can be quite an emotional day that you need to do. So it's a real roller coaster that the character goes through but also yeah, the actor goes through as well. So it's, yeah, it, it is a lot, I think, sometimes when you are doing horror. And as you said, it is very different to a drama or a rom-com that, you know, the character might not necessarily go on the kind of journey that you do in a horror comedy. And I think that's why when we were saying about um early with the, the kind of family that you create. And I think that's what I love about working with a similar cast because we get to know each other. I've certainly grown as, as an actor and a person alongside these actors as well. And it's it's just an absolute pleasure to work with them. and. Yeah, we, you know, the amount of support that you get from the Dart Riff family is incredible, and I've learned so much from all of the actors that I've worked with and the crew. But yeah, it's, I, I love it. I love the kind of uh, characters that Stuart and Paul create, and you know, I had a fantastic time working on Book of Monsters. The character I played in that had a real journey from kind of a timid girl to a badass at the end, and that was a lot of fun to do. So. Yeah, just coming back to play a character that has a lot of badass moments again, particularly with a chainsaw and fighting monsters, but also a lot more emotional side to this to the role that I play in this film. And I had a lot of fun doing that and exploring that character. Um yeah, it's 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 been fantastic. I've had so much fun. And I think it's just every day was just an absolute joy on set. Even when you are doing the more emotional scenes, you know, you've got a scene where you're fighting some crazy monster coming up, which, you know, you can have a lot of fun doing. So you personally go on a big journey as well. Uh, so every day was just, yeah, a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> well, now that people have gotten a little preview of it, uh, they've they've heard you and your lovely people. I'm, I'm excited. I mean, I always like the movies and then I'm like, oh, my God, they're such nice people too. Makes it even better. <laughs> Uh, Why don't you let our audience know how they can connect with you online, because you do have some great content out there. Even when I went back and looked back, I was like, I looked at that Kickstarter you talked about. I was like, holy crap, you really are like treating the fans right. That's for sure. So tell people how can they can reach out and maybe get in contact with you and and find out not just more about uh, how to kill monsters, but uh, all your work as well
1: please get in touch with us. We're on pretty much every social media platform, Instagram, Twitter, um, Facebook, as Dark Rift Horror, all one word on those platforms. Uh, We have a website, darkrifthorror.com. We also actually have a distribution label for Blu-ray in the UK. UK only at the moment. Hopefully we'll be reaching out to US and Canada soon. Uh, But we're also releasing like independent films through that label, which... Is really great for us because that is what we make as well. So we're connecting with other filmmakers again, expanding the family. Uh, and Lindsay, you are at Lindsay Crane.
2: Yeah, it's very straightforward. <laughs> just at Lindsay Crane on Instagram and Twitter. So yeah, just definitely reach out. It's great to to chat to horror fans.
1: Yeah, we just love to speak to the horror community, uh, fellow filmmakers as well. Uh, when you know, we're very realistic about where we're at we're not you know some impossible to reach film people we're just horror fans who haven't made movies we just love to chat talk to me about alien 3 anytime and i'll tell you why i think it's a you know it's an underappreciated <laughs> sequel and we could probably have a 2 hour chat about that so yeah hit me up on twitter about that
0: <laughs> i may just do that in the future we'll see here stuart stuart i really appreciate your time we've been talking with stuart spark and of course Lizzie, i appreciate your time both of you stayed up insanely late just to talk to me For a good 20 minutes, and I I really deeply appreciate it. The film that we've been talking about, of course, is How to Kill Monsters. You all can check it out as part of Northwest Fear Fest on Friday, October 20th at 7 p.m. Get your tickets at northwestfest.ca or metrocinema.org and follow them on all the social media so you can check it out. It's fantastic stuff. Thank you both so much uh, for your time and for the film. It's incredible, and I encourage everybody to go check it out.
1: Thank you, Thank so, you much. so much. Yeah, we Thank hope people in, we hope the Canadian audience really enjoys the movie. Yeah. This is the test of is the British humor going to work in Canada? You are the test. Please like it. <laughs> Let us know what you think.
0: Yeah. Oh, it works. Trust me, people. Go check it out.